you are divine. Hello there, my beautiful pumpkins, and welcome back to Divine Authenticity. Oh my goodness, it is two o'clock in the morning. We are fresh off the Leo full moon, which when you're hearing this, it's going to be well beyond that. We're going to probably be in the like next full moon cycle. Actually, maybe even well beyond that. I think I'm recording for April now. Um, I've been so far ahead on podcasting. Y'all, first of all, let's, I miss the early banter. Like me and my bestie that used to run the Twin Flames podcast, we always had a banter in the beginning of our episodes. And I miss the check-ins. I don't always do them because often I'll bulk record episodes all at once. And so I don't have that much stuff to update or talk about all at once. But I miss that I miss especially now that I'm not on social media, which if y'all didn't listen to that episode, I have an episode called Goodbye Social Media Hello Mental Health. It was towards the end of season two of the podcast. And as I'm recording this, I'm still on a break. My social media manager and lovely human being uh, takes care of all of the podcast editing, uploading, scheduling, and all of my posting for uh, TikTok and Instagram. So I'm, I feel like now that I'm not scrolling 24 seven, I have so much more free time. And like, I want to do like a, this is not the update episode. We might have one of those like later this month. I want to tell you about like what I've discovered since moving away from social media and gaining so much more time back in my life and how good it has actually been. Um, So I guess you can say that it has been really good. But Oh my goodness. I I miss this. I haven't recorded a podcast episode in probably a couple of weeks. Um, but again, there's, there's obviously no break in the podcast for you. But uh, for me, I haven't sat here in a while. And it's two o'clock in the morning. I don't know about y'all, but do you feel like your sleep gets jacked up every single full moon? Because mine does. And I've actually noticed as I've been doing period charting and moon charting at the same time, I've noticed that there is a direct correlation to my hormonal like situation, as well as where the moon is specifically. And this is why I always recommend charting. I have a whole episode that I also did, I want to say last month, it would have gone out in March, uh, where I talked all about like, it's a longer episode too. And I talked about like working with your menstrual cycle, if you're someone who bleeds. And as I've been doing that and like getting the information and the data and using astrology with it, which is very easy. Like I don't want to scare anybody into thinking that if you don't know astrology to a T, you can't do this. Like literally you can get an app on your phone called the moon. They have a free version uh, and you can start using this stuff like today if you wanted to. Uh, I think I want to make a more condensed episode on the podcast in the future where I go over this specifically or maybe like design a course or something. I don't know. But I feel like I, I've noticed that with my sleep patterns, when I get into my, it's basically like the archetype of like the mother or the, like, basically when I am feeling like the biggest, baddest creatrix of my cycle is when I notice that my sleep tends to get out of whack every single month. And 
I've just, I'm at a point in my life where I don't have room to force anything anymore because my mental health can't handle it. This is why I don't have children because I don't even know how y'all are parents doing this shit and like taking care of your mental health at the same time. You are literally superheroes. I feel like I I, I don't, I don't know how y'all do it (laughs) because I've noticed that I can't force it. I can't force myself into a rhythm of any kind. And I have to just kind of work with things as they come. And if that means that I'm going to sleep at six o'clock in the morning and sleeping in until 2pm, then that's what I'm doing. But I was sitting and reading my cards and planning. (laughs) I don't think I'm going to make a video out of it, maybe for like Patreon. But I'm looking into organizing my fridge to look like a TikTok fridge. And I was sitting and I was like, the, the idea just struck. I was like, I need to make an episode talking about why becoming that girl is actually like the quote unquote that girl why that can be very toxic to us or that guy or that person um i i noticed that it's typically marketed as becoming that girl but basically if you're new to this concept and you're like chloe what the hell are you talking about what is becoming that girl so we're gonna say that girl for this podcast because that's why i hear the most but like i said replace girl with guy, person, what have you. But basically, the idea of becoming that girl is it's it's rooted in basically living your best life on steroids. <laughs> Not literally like taking steroids, but like having your fridge super Pinterest worthy, having your house cleaned up 24-7, having your meals all prepped and figured out. And basically just like Think about yourself at your most optimal, like, this is where I would be getting everything done and being the baddest bitch. It's, it's that. And don't get me wrong. I don't think there is anything wrong with striving to, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to strive to better yourself. I don't think there's anything wrong with, especially like creating aesthetic that makes you really happy. It actually makes me really mad when I see, which I haven't for a while because I haven't been on TikTok in over, I think, a month at this point that I'm recording this. But what I was seeing when I was on TikTok was a lot of like refrigerator organization. And then if you go to the comments... People are just like tearing people apart because they're like, this is stupid. You don't need to take things out of the package. Blah, 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 blah. Which honestly, if it makes you fucking happy to have the aesthetic living, like do it. I feel like there's something to be said about making aesthetics that work for you. We're going to have a little side tangent here for a second. Uh, But basically, like I get this even living in the house that I live in. And and I feel like I need to actually say this because I know some of you will relate. Have you ever moved into a space and you've told yourself like, oh, this space is temporary, so I'm not going to waste my time decorating it. But then you end up spending like two years more than you intended to in that space or more. And you're just sad every time you're in the house because it doesn't reflect your personality. It doesn't make you happy. You told yourself you're moving, so you don't want to waste the money or the energy. But the problem with that is, is that you end up wasting your energy anyways, because you are very unhappy in that space because it doesn't reflect your vibration. And in turn, it actually has the ability to lower your vibration. I ha- I could go on a tangent about this all day. It could be its own podcast episode. But 
The reason I'm telling you this is I feel like the same goes for like creating aesthetics that make you happy. If it makes you happy, fuck everybody else. You don't need their approval to put 10 million jars, clear jars into your fridge if it makes you feel good and look good and it does something. It gives you the happy chemicals in your brain. Okay, so stop shitting on people. If you see this on TikTok or you see it in your life or you see somebody making a fucking Oreo cookie jar where they've stacked all the cookies up and you know it took them forever to make it, just be like, wow, that's fucking impressive and you're a bad bitch. Thank you for delighting my eyes with this treasure. Oh, Chloe, breathe. I'm sorry. That was, that was, that wasn't a tangent. That was a rant. Um, no, actually, I'm not sorry. I feel like some, somebody out there needed to hear it, but I just wanted to say, like, stop, don't judge people for their aesthetic choices. And also don't judge yourself if you want to have that aesthetic. That's not why I'm making this episode. If you are like obsessed with that idea of becoming that girl, and it actually lights you up. That's always what I'm going to tell you is if that lights you up, then go for it. Do it. I'm not here to shame anybody. That's shame is fucking useless. We don't need it. It does nothing good for us. And in fact, nothing infuriates me more than when I see somebody else shaming somebody else, even if like that person's being shitty. Shame does nothing good for anybody, anybody, and I will die on this hill. But when it comes to becoming that girl, back to the main point, when it comes to becoming that girl, I think a lot of people don't realize that you still are going to have bad days. You still are going to have days like the point of becoming that girl is to like, quote unquote, make your life more aesthetic and in turn also easier and get like your routines down and make yourself feel healthy overall. But I actually think this culture is very toxic. If it doesn't light you up, if it doesn't ignite you to do it, and you just feel like you can't keep up with everybody else, and you're not doing enough. And then it becomes this thing that feels very overwhelming to try to achieve. And I'm also bringing this up because I am definitely, I wouldn't, I would say that like, Chugi, <laughs> Chugi was the millennials, that girl, okay? Chugi, girl boss, um, anything from that like Chevron, gold glitter, gold office supplies, that was like millennials version of becoming that girl. Now we have Gen Z doing that girl instead of becoming Chugi. And if you've never heard that word before, Chugi is what people refer to as like those girls that that was like your blog with Chevron. You own a gold stapler, you have a template or like a, a plate for your desk that says girl boss. That is the, the uh, it's me. I'm bitches. <laughs> I literally have a golden white stapler in my drawer right here. Uh, I am chuggy as hell. And I, you know what? I own the title. I'm cool with that. Is Chevron my thing anymore? Not really. I think it's kind of out of style, even for me. Do I have a girl boss nameplate? No, I do not. But I'm pretty sure I had something that said like, girlpreneur or something like that back in the day. Like I say back in the day, like it wasn't like three years ago. Um, 
definitely guilty as charged. And I felt like I had to have my whole house clean, the laundry done, the chores done, dinner on the table, and all of my work done working more than full time hours. This was kind of like my version of becoming that girl. And as I've gone through this Saturn return, as I've worked through a literal mental health crisis, which you're going to hear me continue to talk about this, the mental health crisis, probably for the next couple of years, because I'm still navigating my Saturn return. And this is information that even if you don't have a mental health crisis during your Saturn return, which I hope to goodness nobody does, that shit was awful. And I felt like I was conked out or I was like jamming out of my gourd. Like I felt like I was not okay mentally, um, more so than ever before in my life. We don't need to get super into that right now. I will save that for another episode when we actually go over like the rising from the Saturn return, which I think I'm in that time period now. I'm coming out of it. I've been out of it. And even though Saturn is still transiting Aquarius, which is where my natal Saturn is, I do feel that I am past the darkest point. I am actually like coming back to the surface and reintegrating into life and things feel somewhat normal again, uh, which is great. Love that for me. Again, another episode for another time, especially those of you that are going through your Saturn returns. I know you really appreciate that content, but <clears throat> in any case, it can become very toxic to become that girl if it's overwhelming. And these are the people I want to talk to right now is you feel like you are constantly trying to do it all, especially if you have a nine to five job and you're trying to do something else on the side, or you have kids a nine to five and you're trying to do something on top of that. And you're trying to eat healthy and you're trying to work out. And like the list goes on and on and on. Again, I don't know how moms do this stuff. I feel like y'all are literally superhuman and I don't envy you. <laughs> I, I couldn't, I am not in a place in my life at 30 years old where I, I still don't feel ready for a child. There was a time period pre-Saturn return that I did. And now I'm kind of in this space of, I don't know about that right now. Uh, because I just don't know how y'all are doing it. Y'all are literally superhuman. But, and I don't say that because I want to give anybody the impression that if you're a mom, you can't have it all. Because I do believe that in your own way, whether you're a mom or not, no matter what you are or who you are, you can have it all. And it will just be in your own way. It's not going to be the way that that girl is doing it. And here's the most important part of all of this. I'm bringing all of this up because something that dawned on me while I was sitting here looking and like measuring my fridge. Yes. Two o'clock in the morning. I'm out. <laughs> fucking, fucking Chloe. She's crazy. Um, <laughs> only, only I would be up at two o'clock in the morning, literally getting the fucking dimensions of my fridge so that I can buy clear acrylic cases on Amazon for all of my bullshit. So I can make my fridge aesthetically pleasing. And I have a whole other episode coming out on this soon, uh, talking about this and like body image and stuff, hopefully this month as well. But as I was doing this, I thought to myself, like, I I'm really designing a system like I'm designing a and all of this came out because I've been doing stuff around my body image, like spell work and really working on my confidence. Again, this will probably be like the next episode. We're going to talk all about this. So I want to save that for that episode. But I have been asking myself, like, what kind of system for eating would make sense to me? And how can I simplify the way that I eat? And how can I make it more visually appe appeasing to me? And how can I 
actually have something that works. And then I started to list all of the foods that I actually like to eat and what I keep on in my fridge on a regular basis and how I could make this work for myself. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I'm literally becoming that girl, but I'm doing it on my own, in my own way. I'm not stocking things in my fridge that I know that I will never eat. I'm not going to fucking buy eggplant because bitches put eggplant in their fridge. I don't fucking like eggplant. It's nasty. Sorry about it. I'm an eggplant hater. Don't like it. Um, Yes, I also am a raging bisexual, but that's beside the point. I do root for the eggplant team as well, but as an actual vegetable, a fruit, a vegetable, I think it's a vegetable. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Not a fan. I just, any way that I've had it, eggplant parmesan, disgusting. I have never had it in a way that I have liked. It's always gross. Uh, And I try. I consider myself to be like an at-home chef and I have tried it every way till Sunday and I still think it's nasty. So my point is I'm not going to put shit in my fridge just because it looks nice. I'm going to do my own, do it my own way. And so I was asking myself, what are the foods that I actually like? You know, I, I like broccoli. I love Brussels sprouts. I love asparagus. I love, I love lemons. I love limes. I love salad, but my favorite is definitely butter lettuce. Big fan of butter lettuce, uh, like a butter lettuce base. I love brown rice. I love sushi rice. I love basmati rice. I love pinto beans more than probably any other bean. And so I started compiling this list of like what obviously like the dry goods I'm not going to put in my fridge, but I started compiling a list of the foods that I actually like. And that was when it dawned on me. Oh my gosh, I am becoming that girl, but I'm doing it in a way that makes sense. I'm not doing this in a toxic way where I'm looking at somebody else's life, looking at somebody else's refrigerator and saying, okay, this person has four different kinds of fruit, four different kinds of vegetables. I need to do it that way. No, I literally started by asking myself, what do I love? What nourishes me? And this, I think, is the approach that all of us should be taking. And I didn't do this with the intention of like, oh, how can I do this the right way? No, I just was going with the flow and doing what felt good and what felt natural to me. But I feel like this information can really apply to so many different areas of your life. And I'm going to explain to you how and why after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. So I think that this is good information for life because think about Especially after that episode that y'all are hearing right now, um, which when this comes out, it will be like six weeks after the fact or four to six weeks after. But y'all, I just aired the episode where I talked about taking a break from social media and so many people resonated with that episode. And uh, like in my Patreon, I'm even getting people typing comments to my posts talking about the podcast. That's how I know because I'm not on social media. But people telling me like this, this episode was so important. I needed to hear it. Thank you. And even doing that on our own terms, how you choose to engage with social media, how you choose to engage with life, how, what foods do you choose to eat? Like 
on top of me not liking eggplant, I also don't really like fruit. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. Like I will eat fruit. Don't get me wrong. I like like, okay, that's a lie. I love fruit. I don't like cold fruit. It hurts my teeth. I don't like it. So like I'll eat a banana or I'll eat watermelon the first time that it's cut. But once it gets put in the fridge, I probably won't eat it. So I've realized while making up my fridge the way that serves me, I'm not going to have a bunch of oranges or apples in my fridge because I don't like cold fruit and I won't eat it no matter how visually it peeling it is, I know that I won't eat it if it goes into the fridge because it's painful to eat. I have no, like my sensitive teeth don't like it. Um, and so knowing that about myself and like looking at it through that lens, again, I think that this could be applied in so many different places. Where in your life do you feel like you're looking on social media at other people? Where do you feel like you're seeing things flash at you and like, oh, I, I wish that my YouTube channel looked like theirs. I wish that my Instagram looked like theirs. I wish that my life looked like that. I wish that I had these skills to do A, B, and C like that person's doing. And instead of trying to become that person like them, why not ask yourself what you actually like? Pausing for dramatic effect. <laughs> why not actually ask yourself what you like? And go from there and build it backwards. Build your dream life backwards instead of trying to build it from looking at the intention of somebody else's. You know, do you think living your best life is working out six days a week, eating really healthy, um, I don't know, getting a labradoodle because everybody and their mom seems to have one of those apparently, according to one of my friends. I also see a lot of them, so I would agree. Can confirm labradoodles are a popular breed at the moment. Um, you know, with your white cloud couch and your... I can't even think of anything else because I'm not on social media and I don't, I don't have... I'm not saying that I'm not influenceable. I think we all are more than we probably even realize. But I will say that with not being on social media, it's really allowed me the space to decide what do I want my life to look like? How do I want to dress? How do I want to eat? How do I want, you know, what have you? How do I want that to look? And Interestingly enough, it's actually birthed like new creative ideas. New things have come out of this because I'm not constantly staring at what everybody else is doing and what their version of success looks like. So that's all I really wanted to say. That's what I felt inspired to say. I know that this is a little bit of a shorter episode this week, but I would encourage you this week if you especially 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 as we are going to be coming into Aries season at the end of this month in tropical astrology. Aries season to me really is the start of the year. Like I know we start the year in Capricorn season in January, but to me, the fresh start of the year really is in Aries season because Aries is the baby. It is the start of the Zodiac year. And with this energy that we're going to be building into towards the end of the actually I apologize. We're already in Aries season when you're hearing this. You're hearing this in April. We're in it now. So this applies even more so right now. As we're in Aries season, you know, you might be feeling like you want to revamp your life. You want to do things that honor the person that you are. And so maybe instead of looking inside, you might find that you're looking towards others. 
And I would just encourage you this week, ask yourself what you like, maybe decide to take a social media detox for even just a week and see what in your life shifts and changes. What do you find that you are feeling inspired and called towards? What foods are you enjoying? How are you dressing? You know, what what is igniting you? I promise that even if you feel like you are not being ignited by anything and like you feel really far from passion, I promise you, and I can say this from personal experience numerous times, it does come back around. That passion will come back. And sometimes it takes time. Sometimes it takes surrender. Sometimes it takes a whole ass mental health crisis, though. Again, I don't wish that on anybody. It will come back around. And the more that you close out the noise and come back to you and decide what you like and how you want to operate without trying to always be prepared to give it to the world. I think that's like, if I could say anything else about this, like that girl trend, oftentimes people don't become that girl or that person for themselves. They're doing it to stunt on a motherfucker. There's no better way to say it. Okay. They do it. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to shame people that are super into this. If it lights you up, maybe you're one of those people that this does not apply to. Like you really do this for yourself. It feels good for you. I'm not addressing you. I'm addressing the people that really feel like they're failing themselves because you're not. It's just not what lights you up. It's not what drives you. And you need to start listening to yourself and figuring out what drives you. Because that's why you're not happy. In my opinion, that's why you're not happy. That's why the passion isn't coming is because it's not original. It's not yours. And again, though, I'm not trying to put down any of those practices, the working out, the eating healthy, like those are good things. But we have to be ready to do it in our own way and in, in a way that works for us. And I hope you all will just take some time to ponder that this week. How can you become that person, your most best person for yourself, not to just stunt on somebody else or stunt on Instagram or make other people proud? How can you make yourself proud? How can you make yourself feel good? Like <laughs> the craziest thing I have one more, one more little side tangent that goes in line with this. That is something that I realized this week as well. This must be just like a big theme for me right now. I did something this week that I said I would never do for like the last 10 years. I was like, no, I'm never doing that. I'm never doing that. I'm never doing that. I put a television in my bedroom. <laughs> I did. I put a big old flat screen right on my wall in front of my bed and I've told myself for the last 10 years that I would never do that because the long and short of it is I do not idealize the relationship that my parents have and in any way, shape or form. And I always told myself, and I think because that was the story that was also given to me, that having TVs in different parts of the house really created a divide. And ultimately, if your relationship is not great and you're not communicating, the TV is not the problem. It's the people in the relationship. And I'm I'm just stating facts, okay? Um, it's it's not the TV. It's the people in the relationship. And that was kind of I always was afraid to put a TV anywhere near my bedroom 
because I always thought to myself, like, no, like, that's going to ruin my marriage and it's just not good. It's not healthy. Da 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 da. I was literally participating in, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that like the research behind not having TVs in your room isn't solid. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to not have a TV in your room. I went without one for many years. However, I also grew up with a TV in my bedroom and I loved it. I would put the sleep timer on every single night and fall asleep within 45 minutes. And that helped me. The white noise of just like people talking in the background on low, especially as a Gemini moon, really soothes me to sleep. And ever since I put that TV in my bedroom about a week ago, I have slept better. Now my sleep schedule might be off, but the quality of my sleep is good. And I think that that's part of it is the thing that I used to let soothe me, I brought back in and it has not ruined my relationship. If anything, my husband and I sit and have movie nights in bed together now, and it's like the best thing ever. So it's been only good things. And I feel like because I was constantly basing my life off of a choice that my parents were making And also off of like research that states like maybe having a TV in the bedroom isn't a good thing. To me, me basing my reality off of like, I think what we forget, and my good friend Hillary said this to me as well, we forget that research is not for every single person. It is like a select group of people. And we take that information and we always pretend that it's fact for every single individual. And it's not. This is why... Um, diets do not work for every single person. This is why we have such fluctuation in how like the health industry addresses problems and why some things work for some people and some things do not work for others. Because I think we forget that every individual person has a different story, a different upbringing, a different way of doing things that it might be different for that person. And maybe the research isn't always the thing we should be laying over every single person. Does that make sense? Don't get me wrong. I think some scientific fact is scientific fact. Like I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say that I don't root for science or for study. I'm saying that sometimes I do think we need to not rely so heavily And realize that we are individuals and we need to treat ourselves like individuals. And this applies, again, to every area of life, even when it comes down to, quote unquote, becoming that girl. Because when you try to become that girl, if it's not something that would actually be conducive to your life or making you the best version of you that you can be, it's not going to serve you. This is the same way. It literally is in everything. This is why I also don't agree with, like, forced organized religion. Because... Not every religion, like, oh, that's something that really bothered me about Mormonism. Growing up Mormon, it never sat right with me. And it was that, like, Mormons, at least at the time, maybe they've changed it now, but I doubt it. I was always taught that the Mormon church was the only true church on the planet. And that to me is bullshit. We're literally all talking about the same fucking thing. Um, And the more you know about other religion, the more you come to understand that and how like corrupt organized religion can actually be because it takes these beautiful messages of like loving one another and turns them into this weird power control dynamic. Um, Anyway, that's again another story for another time. 
But the same thing applies, in my opinion. It's people basing ideology to fit on every single person in the congregation, and it doesn't work like that. This is why I'm such a big believer and proponent of spirituality and taking your spirituality into your own hands versus organized religion. However, if that religion makes you the best version of yourself that you can be in this lifetime, then I also think it's the right one for you. So... Anyways, all of the complexities, all of the things, all of this to say, what is your version of becoming that person? Think about that this week. Ask yourself how you can get in touch with yourself. And if you feel really far away from that, this is a good time to go on that detox, to stop looking because we you can't ask yourself what you actually like if you don't know. And if you don't know, this doesn't mean that you're doing life wrong. I don't want this to be like another thing that overwhelms you. It means that you are in the best position. You are a blank slate. You are somebody that gets to get out there and experience everything, taste all the foods, do as many safe experiences as you can. You know, you get to actually start from this place of letting yourself wonder and try new things. And don't look at it like it's this or try not to. I can't tell you what to do or how to feel, but try not to look at this like you're letting yourself down in some way because you're not. You actually are in one of the best positions where you get to do all the fun stuff to figure it out, what you actually like doing. So anyways, I love you so much, Pumpkin. I hope this message helped you out today. And uh, please do not forget when you stand on your own authenticity, you empower everyone around you to do the same. And I'll talk to you all again next week. I love you.